Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Feels Like Weezer. It's the weekly podcast where we talk about Weezer's entire discography, song by song, track by track. Uh, I'm Zach Frecking-Smith. You can follow me on Twitter at The Informal Log. And I'm Eric Nash from Almost Famous Minute. And uh, joining us today from the Great White North, we have... Hey, I'm John. I'm John Cullen. Nice to see you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming. Uh, I, I do... You, it's very notable. I, I was saying that this is a season of firsts. Uh, and we have our first international guest. So oh, we've officially wow. made it. That feels that feels nice. I was going to ask... Uh, you guys are telling me in the pre-record that you live kind of on opposite sides of the country. How do you two know each other? Uh... You know how we do a podcast about Weezer? You think that's the nerdiest thing that we do? So, yeah, song by song. Yeah, you think that that would be like top tip of the iceberg? Well, uh, there's—I'm not sure if you're aware of this. There's a there's a podcast genre called movies by minute. Have you heard of that, John? No, no, I haven't. Well, Should it's pretty self-explanatory. Should I have heard of it? Uh, right. <laughs> So you so you do a podcast about uh, like one minute of the movie is one episode of the show. That's right. Okay. So that so when you said the almost famous by minute thing, you do an mm-hmm. almost famous podcast by minute. That's right. Sick. So you <laughs> so, did like so, four episodes on Tiny Dancer. <laughs> uh, it's actually like three, and actually I'm re- I'm in the middle of that those recordings right now. <laughs> 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 a few days ago, Hell I recorded yeah. a couple of them, and then another one or two more yeah is it like how long are the episodes uh anywhere from i mean similar to this roughly a half hour maybe you know 20 20 Damn. to 40 minutes every now and then hour <laughs> even Damn, that's crazy so you did so you did like a three episodes in a row on on like kind of yeah because i guess that would happen like you'd be you'd get yeah, stuck in like the middle of a long scene how, how, how it yeah. cuts, you know because it's not always right. going to cut nicely so, sometimes for the for the more comedic movies like airplane the people that did that you know i mean some jokes were getting cut off right before the punchline and you know like right in the middle there's so many jokes oh, man yeah. that's cool though okay so you guys so do you so zach do you also host a movie by minute podcast oh no no no. i i have a life um so oh okay that was super rude Shots i'm fired. sorry uh that was really that eric are you gonna take that <laughs> Are you uh, trying well, to usurp if one of our if, roles, if John? Were true if it weren't true. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I have guessed it on a few, but the uh, the the whole thing was there. There's Star Wars minute. Yeah, you know that was kind of the one. the progenitor of most of these. Oh, okay. Um, and they gotcha, have gotcha. like a listener society, and they offhandedly mentioned Weezer one episode. And so when the Teal album came out, I posted it in the group that we have and. Um, as a joke, honestly, and then Eric's like, "Well, I made the spreadsheet," and I'm like, "All right, well, I got to do it now." So, um. <laughs> okay, that's cool. So, have Again, you guys ever met in real life? life. <laughs> uh, no, no, we haven't. Wow, that's awesome. I genuinely okay, cool. have not seen but, Eric's but, face move. I've but there, seen but pictures. there have been three meetups, many, many, many conventions for the this movie by minute genre. Over these past three Augusts, and unfortunately, this this one this August has been canceled. But, um, but uh, a, a good chunk of us have, have met in real life that are hosts and, and some fans. Gotcha. Because because the first one th- that they had, I hadn't done one yet. I was barely barely thinking about doing one. 
but I went to it and uh, met, and then met, it inspired the, co- met the co-host I had for the first one, was which was Watchmen Minute. And that, okay. that one was 186 minutes, too, because we chose the director's cut. So we actually yeah. ended up having, uh, you're talking about like the, the length of the episodes, we ended up having a little shy of 100 hours of recording. Damn. For the Watchmen. Yeah, right. Now, do you, do you um, like, hate the movie by the time you're done it? <laughs> that apparently has happened <laughs> for okay. some hosts of some. But uh, right. for me, no, no. I, okay, not, and when you go, me. like, when you go to do an episode, like, are you watching kind of, like, the five minutes before and the five minutes after to do the one minute of the episode, or? Uh, I never have really done that, no. I, I have okay. heard about people doing that. Because I feel like that's what would make you hate it. If you're yeah. like, oh, I gotta, I gotta like get myself back into the context of this. So I have to, I have to watch the like before and after. I'm not gonna be able to talk about it fully or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I feel like that's how you would hate it because you because you'd essentially watch the movie a hundred times. Oh yeah. Well, no, in a sense, I do feel like that has happened for right. for both Watchmen and Almost Famous. But I, right. I, I have watched the movie. <laughs> Quite a bit more than like just as a regular dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but in very segmented in a very segmented way. So interesting, cool. I've yet to watch Watchmen again, though. I mean, but it has been a good. It's been a good year. Mm -hmm. So right. Yeah, I've never seen it. So okay, I don't. So I'm like the opposite. I'm the the opposite of you. (laughs) No, I no none. I've never read it. I've never seen the show. Nothing. Yeah, I'm not a big movie guy, so I like okay. Zach will know that because I talk about that on Block Party. But I, yeah. yeah, I don't really. I watch maybe like five movies a year, um, and it's funny because when you do a podcast, uh, you know, uh, you guys are obviously very familiar with the podcasting world. A lot of times, like what something that people really like for bonus episodes is if you watch like a shitty movie mm-hmm. and you and you talk about it. So like. Often I'll watch five movies a year, but like one or two of those movies will be just like an absolute pile of shit that like no one should ever watch. So it's like this kind of interesting life that I've created for myself. Yeah, we we've done a few like we did a after Star Wars, the new Star Wars came out. We yeah. did an episode Roger about Scott. that um, again because you know just a podcast about Weezer's boring. You gotta throw in, a, <laughs> you know, an yeah. hour of two dorks who know way too much about Star Wars to talk about it for an hour. Um, and Weezer was on The Simpsons recently, so we did a you know a cover, not a cover, but we talked about that as well. So, yeah. right, right. Um, well, would it? Uh, I mean, Zach, you might have heard me say this on Blocks Party, mm-hmm. but um, another fun fact about myself is that I've only seen one of the Star Wars movies, and it is The Phantom Menace. So the best <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> it's inspired you. Uh, you. You saw peak cinema. Yeah, so exactly. You I was you like, "There's, <laughs> yeah." I was like, "There's vision. no way the other like thirteen films that are adjacent to this one are are better than this." So uh, the only one better is this, the holiday special. So right, you should yeah, definitely exactly. find that. You got to find get some Harvey Corman okay. going. Uh, the dad, wa- the grandpa watches like porn. It's great. Yeah. The, the grandpa wookie yeah yes. oh yeah yeah the grandpa wookie Chewy's, uh yeah okay <laughs> sure so, yes sounds good i'll do, i'll do that <laughs> you can probably find a vhs somewhere in, a, in like an estate sale uh and you know that's the best way to view it is grainy um almost like it's somebody filmed it with a camcorder you know uh mm. 
That's that's the way I prefer to consume my pornography. <laughs> Is that it looks uh, like someone so, recorded well, it with a cam. Uh, speaking of pornography, uh, because this was the, the music video was at the Playboy Mansion. I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, nice, good segue. Yeah, I I learned from the best. Uh, we <laughs> today we're talking about the first song on Make Believe uh, season opener. Uh, we are talking about Beverly Hills. That's where I want to be. Senses a little whack, and my friends are just as creepy as me. I didn't go to boarding schools, preppy girls never looked at me. Why should they? I ain't nobody got nothing in my pocket. That's what you guys do on this, right? You guys, we all sing, we all take a turn singing it. That's what it is. Um, yeah. I nice. called the talk box for this one. So, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, John, we like to start with the guest. Tell us, uh, what do you think of this song? Uh, okay. So, um, I think I speak for everyone when I say <laughs> that this song is really bad. Um, and this song, okay. Can I, am I allowed to talk a little bit about my history with this song? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, so you guys might remember, cause you guys are huge Weezer fans. So, um, well, obviously you remember like they famously took a break after Pinkerton rivers went back to school. He was like disillusioned with music or whatever. And then mm-hmm. they released the green album and Maladwat, like very close to one another. And <laughs> oh, then, God, you say it the bad way. Well, I say it the correct Canadians. way. Um, mm. I say it. The, I, I say it the correct way because we. I'm sorry. We we speak French up here for real. So, what's um, the number one country in the world? Isn't it the USA? Because we pronounce it Malice right here. So the the number one country in coronavirus cases. Yes, yes. never um, specified what we were number one. In, so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they did those in quick succession and then they took another break before make believe came out and there was a pretty big gap. And so Weezer, when make believe, when they released it, um, they did a club tour, uh, to promote make believe. Um, and that was their kind of way of getting back out there. And their very first show on this club tour was in Vancouver, British Columbia, where I live. And so we went to see this show. And uh, me and my friends, it was the first time I'd ever seen Weezer. Weezer had been one of my favorite bands since I was like nine years old. Like I can remember seeing the music video for Say It Ain't So for the first time. I fell in love with the band. I was a big fan. Green and uh, Green and Maladwat were like whatever. But then like they were fine. They had their moments. But obviously like Blue and Pinkerton I love. And then Make Believe, it hadn't even come out yet. So the the Vancouver date was like the only date that was pre the Make Believe release date. So you had really only heard Beverly Hills, which was the first single. And that was it. And you didn't really know anything else about the album. So I'm just so excited to see Weezer for the first time in my life. I'm, I'm such a huge fan. I love it. We go, they're playing the Commodore Ballroom in Vancouver, which is a 1,000 cap venue. It's like an iconic venue here. Like if you want to see your favorite bands play somewhere in Vancouver, it would be there. 
So we're just, me and my friends were so excited. We're jamming Weezer all the way to the show. We're just so pumped up. And it is quite possibly the worst concert I've ever seen. Um, we so here for a couple of reasons. So the first one is you guys probably remember too. Like Rivers uh, seems to like vacillate between like doing stage doing stage shows where he's like basically a glorified cheerleader and he's just like having the best time of his life and it's mm-hmm. awesome and being like the most nervous person you've ever seen on earth mm-hmm. um and this was in his phase where he was like very nervous he like didn't move at all like not even once he just got up to the microphone he didn't address the crowd one time he didn't move he didn't do anything he just played uh, they played two songs off of Blue, one song off of Pinkerton, two songs off of Green, two songs off of Maladwat, and the entirety of Make Believe. Oh, my God. And that, and that was the set list. It was a nightmare. It sucks shit. And so, like, any time I think about Make Believe, I'm just like, uh, it just, it, it's like PTSD for this show that I was so excited for and then ended up being so, so disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, And this song is like, I mean, there are so many bad songs in this record, but this song, it might stand above the rest. It's really, truly terrible. I... Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was a long... <laughs> that was my story. That's how, uh, I don't like this song. No, no, I get it. I, to- I Like, I totally understand. Uh, and it sounds like... Uh, you know, because, like, Bob Dylan could do something like that, and it would be fine. You know, because you're, you're seeing Bob Dylan, where, like, he just shows up, stands at a microphone, like, turns his back to the audience, plays guitar, or whatever. Uh, but, I'm sorry, Rivers, you're not at that point yet. Like, you get a few more albums before you can do that. Uh, yeah, like, I saw them, like, I saw them probably four years later when they were doing, like, the mm-hmm. Weezer Hootenanny tour. Um, mm-hmm. And it was, like, the funnest show I've ever been to. Like, they played a total, like, greatest hit set list. They had, like, trampolines all over the stage. The Hootenanny was when they got people in the cities to, like, learn the songs on different instruments. And you, like, auditioned. And you'd send in an email to Carl or whoever was running it. And then you might get picked to play, like, trombone on a song. And then so then they would bring up, like, 40 people on stage. I think one of the songs was Beverly Hills, actually. One of the Hootenanny songs. I think the Hootenanny songs were Beverly Hills and Island in the Sun, I think. Mm-hmm. And they, but they, yeah, they just brought up, like, 40 people from Vancouver playing various weird instruments and it was a blast it was like that show was the so so fun and like the complete antithesis to the to the make-believe show i saw well i'm glad you got the redeem you were able to redeem the uh the band (sighs) i did thank Um, god i still have not seen weezer uh oh wow crazy i was i was really hoping to get tickets to the hell mega tour but you know like some sort of pandemic happened or something and uh yeah you know, also, like, my kid's going to be born around that time. My wife doesn't want me to be out of state during that. I don't know. It's it's a whole mm. thing. Uh, mm. It's weird. Jeez. Thankfully, though, they delayed the tour by a year. So by the time right. it comes around again, then your child will be, like, one. And everyone knows by the time they turn one, you don't even have to do anything anymore. I mean, they so pretty much... They pretty you know, much take, take care, care of themselves. So easy. how could your wife possibly be mad? You need to see Green Day follow Boy and Weezer. That's mm-hmm. more important, obviously. Well, yeah. Well, do, I'm gonna... ban- do bands come to Iowa? I don't know anything oh, about yeah, Iowa yeah. Other, oh, than yeah, Sli- a... other than Slipknot is from there. Oh, oh, baby. Don't get me yeah. started on Slipknot. <laughs> okay. uh, 
I went to a Slipknot show uh, in Davenport, which is yeah. on the eastern side of the state. Hell yeah, go. buddy. Hell if yeah. you're 555, then I'm, I'm 666. Um, yeah, and it was, uh, I mean, you know, that was the first time I ever saw boobs in real life. Was it a Slipknot oh, show? Wow, <laughs> congratulations, man. That was a crazy way to meet your wife, I guess. <laughs> she, it, was, uh, it, it was a really magical night for all of us. Um, you know, got a... Got a really good contact high, um, and saw boobs. That's all. That's look. It's. I mean, I was like in high school at what the more time. Could so you it's want? Perfect. You know. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I got the munchies, cool. and it's like you're not. Stop it. Like, quit being an idiot, Zach. Um, but no, our, our like our capital, Des Moines. You know, we we get we get bands coming through here quite a bit. You know. Okay. Gotcha. But I'm more of a of a theater person, so. Oh, cool. So, like, when Hamilton on tour comes to Des Moines, you're like, I'm right there. I'm I'm like, all right, come on, Phantom. Let's do this. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Eric, what'd you think of the song? (laughs) Yeah, Eric. Hey, hey, Eric, you want to talk? Are you you on this podcast or what? This is usually how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I like this song. Wow, okay. (laughs) And now I'm glad you were quiet for the last seven minutes. (laughs) Okay, I'm curious. Okay, tell me what I mean. You got to tell me what you like about this song because this song fucking stinks, Eric. It stinks bad. <laughs> so tell me how you could possibly like it. This is also another first for the show. Uh, nobody has come after Eric this hot before. Um, usually seems- they get mad at me because I say uh, that I don't like Pinkerton. So okay, well now Zach. I th- you know what? Both of you, shut the fuck up. I'm taking over the rest of this episode. This is... T- anyway, no, I'm just joking. I, Eric just seems really nice. So I was like, I, in my mind, I was like, I bet no one's ever said anything mean to him before. So I thought, so I was like, I'm, I'm like, I, I guess it might as well be me. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I am actually curious, though. Like, why do you think this song is good? It, it, I think I like it because it's got this mixture of some of these really pop poppy elements i mean it's it's a little little you know got that little bit of the crunch with it too at points um but mixed with the the like the verses we have things that the the, the lyrics the, the the way the vocals are coming he he has his vocals coming out the lyrics uh, arranged they aren't um you know extremely flowing they're 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 kind of you know they're not not all crazy about rhymes it's it's mm-hmm. it's unusual verses and i and i'm i i dig i i really dig both you know unusual and and pop stuff you know especially when they're mixed together and that's that's what i find here so you um, so you like when yeah. he starts the song and he says where i come from isn't all that great my automobile is a piece of crap that sounds good to you Oh, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I mean, yeah, it does. It, okay. it sounds it's it's interesting to me. Okay, that's fair. I can it see doesn't that. Have, it doesn't have to sound good, like like uh, classical music or opera or even or or a band like oh I don't know uh, Muse or um, right Slipknot, Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> or yeah, yes, <laughs> the melodic stylings of Slipknot. I, I like that in your in your uh, like in your musical pantheon. It yeah. goes classical, opera, muse, bare naked ladies. Yeah, 
That's all you need, buddy. That's all you need. Those those are the big four. Mm-hmm. Look, you're, you're awesome. I mean, I mean, you know to, you know how to explain a little bit more. Is. As as the audience and Zach knows, I'm a huge my my, my number one band is the Beatles. Okay, some boomer and, garbage. You know, yes, they have songs like Yesterday, but they also have songs like You Know My Name. Look up the number. Right. I don't know if you're familiar with that. One. It's a pretty low, even though it was a B side. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty un, un not very well known of their song. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a big. I was never a big Beatles guy. Actually, yeah. I don't know why. But well, well, you and Zach should get along really well then. Seems like we have been so far, Herrick. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> I'm just joke. I'm just joking. Oh yeah, oh, okay. He's pulling the comedian card. Oh man, I, it was just a joke. Yeah, well, it is. Eric is nice. I, what he said is fair. I think it's. I, I can. Here's the thing. Like, I can. I, I can understand why this song could sound like cool or different, especially in comparison to the rest of the Weezer catalog. But it's mm-hmm. like I like. The thing is that I think when you when you release a song like this and you're a band like Weezer, it's like it is a little bit different than what they've done before. Not super different, but different enough where I could see some people really embracing the difference, but I can also see the difference being like what you hate about it. And yeah. like and that is what I hate about it. Yeah. That's yeah, and it's I I understand that too. That's, yeah, Zach, what does Zach have to say? I fall now, in the now. middle. You know, I like, honestly, uh, it's one of those where there's a lot of nostalgia for this song for me, um, because this came out like right as I was getting into high school. Um, so, you know, 2005, 2006. And so, and, I mean, it was everywhere, you know, like you couldn't open your window without hearing somebody going, hey, gimme, gimme, hey, gimme, gimme. Um, and I mean, maybe that was just my neighborhood, but, uh. I don't know. So yeah, it's a it it's an okay song. I will say that it is an okay song. It is a terrible album opener, though. It was a very bad choice for an album opener. Um, I think "Perfect Situation" would have been way better to open the album with. Um, and I it, there's like it, it's like for every good thing I can say about it, I have a bad thing. You know, like look. Talk box, hell yeah. Uh, then the 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 lyric, the lyrical things of this, it's just garbage. Uh, and I kind of get uh, the idea of you know the song and then pairing it with an album called Make Believe. Like this is what I want to be. This is what I want to aspire to be. Um, but then at the end of the song, he's just like, oh, well, I'll just let everybody else do it. And it's like, well, what are you doing? What's the point of this song? What's the point of it? Why are you doing this, Rivers? Why do you do this to me? Yeah, I, th- I think, honestly, like, part of my problem with it is that it feels, like, I think the more you know about Weezer, the worse it makes this song. Because, like, Rivers has done, like, tons of interviews about um, you know, he talks about his like songwriting process and how he has like binders full of like uh-huh. musical theory and trying to figure out like what makes pop songs pop songs and and how to how to write the perfect pop song or whatever. And so I think for me, I think that's what made this song worse in a way because it does feel quite like a shameless attempt at creating a pop song. Like it seems like. He was just like, well, I don't have to write lyrics really that make 
like great sense like they they kind of like they don't it's not that they don't make sense but they're just like very basic and boring and it seems like he's far more concerned with that hook of the like da 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 Da, 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 da. Like he's seems far mm-hmm. more concerned with the with the actual like chord progression than like the words that are being said or like what's going on. And I think right. that that's the part of it that really gets me and and like really pissed me off about it is that if you know that about him, it, it comes across as far more of like it, far less artistic, I would say, and more of a just like shameless attempt at creating a you know a great single. Um, or not even a great single, just like a single that would be on the radio that people would like and would but remember. It is a huge single, you know, like for sure. It's super catchy. Well, and the fa- I mean, like this is still their number one, um, you know, uh, most successful single, like commercially. Um, they yeah, they had made more money off of this than than uh, others which i'm not going to disagree with you john that that sucks but uh, well I, I just think too like that that speaks even more to how shameless the attempt was though right like the idea is that you have a bunch of like vacationers right it's like a bunch of people who liked weezer just because they had never like they never liked weezer before and then this song came out and it didn't sound anything like weezer had ever done before and they were like oh cool weezer's as weezer actually good maybe i like weezer you know so to me that that's like almost worse that's like even more of an indictment of it it's like you just had a bunch of casual vacationers who just like settled on weezer island for like one song and they were like hey cool yeah this is good whereas like if you're someone who actually respects Weezer and and likes a lot of their music this this does was this couldn't possibly hit you in in the same way at least I don't think so like I'm sure like Eric okay like you like this song but I would I or I'm curious like would you like where would this stack up in like Weezer's like catalog for you or the like the Pantheon like if you had to name the top 10 best Weezer songs is this anywhere near that list for you it might be near, but it's definitely not on the ten. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I mean. So right. even someone who likes it, you're. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think there are too I'm many true Weezer song, fans who like are like it. going to bat for it and being like, well, right. "This song mm-hmm. kicks ass." Mid to low tier for me. Like, I mean, you say top ten. It's like, uh, how many tracks were on the Blue Album? Ten. Okay. Well, there's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's ten more songs I like better than Make Believe. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. They're Make uh, Beverly Hills, but because uh, there's a few bangers on this album, I will say there 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 are some pretty good songs. I I love Perfect Situation. Just getting that out there right away. Uh, way better song than this, that's for sure. But yeah, it's uh, I mean, really, the big draw for me is is uh, honestly that talk box. I love that talk box solo like it it's one of those where you go through green you go through uh some of maladroit the correct way uh without good solos and then you actually have rivers like just shredding on the guitar like he wants to you know he just lets the beast out for a bit uh and yeah, it it it's fun, and if it, if the whole thing was about they want to make a song that people will listen to and find fun, they succeeded. 
it, it, I'm going to, and, and oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to compare it to everything will be right in the end. In order to signal the end of something and the beginning of something new, uh, I feel like that was kind of what uh, make-believe kind of started off like a new era of Weezer where it is more because you get the 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 talking part where he's you know it's something that you're born into and that's something that keeps coming back in later albums um most what i can remember mostly is uh the greatest man that ever lived you know he starts rapping for whatever reason um so it's kind of signaling the start of of something new I'm going to edit that to make it sound like I have a cohesive thought. So, <laughs> Rookie, rookie move to edit your own statements. Just let it live, Zach. Who cares, man? That's what we, on Block Party, we don't ever edit anything. We Everything lives, you know. Oh, no, better. I can tell you guys never edit anything. So. <laughs> hey, for better or worse, you know. Most of the stuff does stay and never, a lot there, there's a few things that end up on the cutting room floor but it's mostly just like stammering uh, yeah because who no, wants to listen fair. to somebody stammer for 20 minutes you know and there's like 20 minutes of content for us so we have like two minute episodes to <laughs> um, yeah i think to your i think to your point this is definitely like this is the point where i quit weezer for good for sure. Like, and I think that there's got to be, a, there has to be a lot of Weezer fans that are like that. Like, not even necessarily Absolutely. this song, but this album, for sure. Like, I think for me, it was like, obviously, yeah, I grew up on Blue and Pinkerton. I loved both of them. And then Green and uh, Maladwat were okay. I didn't love either one of them, but they were like decent. But I would, I felt like I kind of had one foot out of the car. Like it was sort of like Weezer could have got me back in the car if this album was like really good. But I was like kind of the door of the car was open and I had my foot on the ground. And then when I heard this single and then when I heard the rest of the album and I saw it live, I was like, I'm, I'm out of the car. And I've never got back in the car. Like I respect that people, you know, have said some of their more recent stuff like the White Album and everything will be all right in the end. You know, oh, it's good. It's old Weezer, whatever. I've tried and I just can't. I think for me, they this this song and this album like killed them off for me. And I just now I just stick with the with the first four records and I'm good with that. I don't need any. And apparently Ratitude. No, that was a joke. Okay. I was just trying to think of like what is like what is one of the like recognized worst Weezer albums. I guess Hurley is probably the one that people say is like the worst maybe. I don't know. I was just trying to choose like the the album that people would recognize as like, oh yeah, that was a bad Weezer album as like a joke of like, oh, I'll come back and talk about like the horrible. Well, album. they're all bad Weezer albums. <laughs> like, there's no such thing as a good Weezer album. Uh, well, there is. They have two perfect albums to start their career. Mm. <laughs> obviously you don't listen to the show so because uh, if you did you'd know uh those statements are false i mean uh, that's crazy that you're doing a podcast where you're going over the entire weezer discography and you don't think they have one good album I, it's not that i don't like pinkerton oh my god why am why am i talking about this again um <laughs> you can just dm it, me about it later and we can talk about it not later. a day if, goes if, by if you don't want to put your listeners through it again no 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 it's it's part of the joy. It's part of the <laughs> You're like, no, no, I do. I want to put them through it again for sure. <laughs> Look, we need content. That's the thing. <laughs> um, no, they. So so, it, I'm pretty sure my opinions changed like a hundred times. If you were to like piece together, <laughs> like my statements about Pinkerton, they'd be like, mm, well, you're wildly contradicting yourself. Um, you know, like music is subjective or something. Um, 
it, it's I loved it when I was in high school and in college when I was uh, in very tumultuous times in my life uh, especially regarding uh, dating things like that you know uh, and it's like oh my god they just get me you know they just get me uh, but now as an adult and post me too um, oh boy is it problematic you know um, so I can still listen to it and be like, okay, yeah, he's, he's shredding. It's, it's objectively good. I just don't appreciate, uh, all of just the blatant sexism involved with it. Um, I mean, it's definitely like, it's still within top five Weezer, you know, like that's obviously true, but you know, it's not like I'm going to go like, yeah, I'm going to put on Pinkerton today. It's a great day. I'm gonna start off with a nice hot cup of tired of sex, you know. That's just, uh, but you know, it, it 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 is what it is, and I I've come to terms with this, you know that. Yeah, that's fair. I de- I, I definitely have people like that. I definitely have musicians and 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 actors and shows and albums that have been affected by that stuff for me. I don't know why Pinkerton isn't really one of them. I guess it's like, I guess it's maybe. I feel like. I don't know. It just feels like it's more of a like a confessional or like a character as opposed to like Rivers being necessarily a bad guy, maybe, is like the difference for me. I but then you like look into Rivers as a person. And you're oh, like, yeah. I don't think he's you know? I don't think he's actually a good guy. I just don't know that he's like, Excuse me. you know, I don't know that he's done enough to like cancel himself in my mind. Well, and and from there, and this is always the big indicator for me is like you have made a problematic statement in your past. Where are you now? Right. Um, and with Rivers, like it has changed. Uh, dismissing Ratitude and the girl got hot. Uh, the greatest uh, song ever written. To uh, it will be heralded as the uh the second coming of christ with how good that song is it's not good i'm specifying there um <laughs> there's like two good songs i'm writing i'm not getting into it again uh and i lost my train of thought with that so great okay yeah you should probably edit uh, oh, that now, one now now <laughs> oh okay okay now <laughs> i can edit all right um no the uh like his more modern stuff is is more about being good to your to your spouse to yourself to others as opposed to this where it's like yeah man i was trying to i was trying to get some but she's a stupid lesbian it's like that's not that's not okay rivers and there's the soundbite for the episode um you know when we when we finally put together an ad for it. When you It'll eventually be, uh, get canceled, that's what people will be playing at your at your cancellation. It's out of context. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I don't really have a whole lot else to say about it, uh, about this song. I just have a bunch of random facts that I would love to share if... <laughs> Eric, do you have anything else that you want to... Uh, well, I, I'd want to point out, like, okay, in the second verse, 
you know, there's the second line, they're also beautiful and clean. Mm-hmm. There's that little whistle there, you know, it's the kind of the mm-hmm. cat call whistle. So that is a little varying on the <laughs> what you were just talking about with Pinkerton, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that is... But then, but then I also focused on uh, a little bit on uh, th- that fourth line of that verse is the they get the spaces in between. You know, it's talking, he's talking about the line prior to that is housemaids scrub the floors, you know, and 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 that's kind of a, a two thing for me. It's there's there's definitely the more humorous one. It's the the uh, it makes me think of the uh, Seinfeld episode with the. Uh, the he has a, a maid or what have you person mm-hmm. helping the clean actually it's a guy and uh he uh jerry jerry goes crazy about uh him cleaning in between the fridge and the counter the cabinetry to um, be fair how, that how is does a, he do that it is a how solid talent that? Um, what's that it's a solid talent being able to to clean between those two small yeah, places right so but it also, but also, there's there, there there's something there with that line though. Also, that's uh, that's uh, I I feel like there's other lyrics and at least a couple other songs about kind of like that space, something about spaces in between, and not not referring at all to <laughs> cleaning, but but um, that's out there. Um, and then like the stuff you already brought up, the talk box and the talking for the it's uh, the what what I got it from uh, the genius lyrics or whatever it's the bridge during the bridge mm-hmm. the talk the talking i think that's the first time he's done that so far in our catalog yes. but like you say he kind of comes back to it mm-hmm. um but there, there is a great band that where the where the lead singer does it quite a bit the, the, the main the main guy for the band uh, pulp mm-hmm. he does a fair amount of talking gotcha in the songs um and otherwise uh you know my usual i don't there, there, there! I could not hear any differences in the channels. Mm. <laughs> that, that's the usual thing I talk about, John. Is <laughs> when I notice it, uh, left and right. Channel. Oh, this guitar came in the right channel, and this mm. other instrument is in the left channel only. Gotcha. I'm like the yeah. opposite of that. Whatever the opposite really? of that is, like I, I like, <laughs> like all I would like, I would just be the type of guy to be like, man, like this sounds cool in headphones. Like I would not be specific about how or why. I'd just be like, "Oh, I bet." Like you got, you should probably listen to this song in headphones, man. Like it sounds pretty cool in there. Uh, well, with me, it's more. I listen to stuff at work, so and I have one he- one earbud in, and the other one's mm-hmm. not, and it's a completely different experience then if I put oh, yeah. both headphones in. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's true. Uh, actually, <laughs> um, it's or like ah, oh, I've been listening to this in my car where the speaker's blown out on one side cool oh. now i know that there's more to this song <laughs> so you have to like you have to what you have to do is if like you always take your right headphone out it has to be the left speaker in your car that's blown so like between working and then your car ride home you hear the whole song well what i do uh is i cue it up on my cd player Nice um, CD player. Then I queue okay. it up on my phone. Here we go. You know. Oh, I still I still buy CDs. Nice. You know. That's cool. Are they still making them? Well, as of the last time Weezer released an album, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Weezer. They're still making LPs now. Weezer's so, definitely I mean, a like very. Uh, they're a very CD wallet band. You know, mm-hmm. it feels right to pull a Weezer <laughs> CD out of a oh, CD wallet. Oh my god. That is the most accurate 
description of Weezer that I've ever heard. Like, honestly. <laughs> Thank uh, you. It, because there's, because it, no matter what Weezer does, it, it just feels nostalgic, you know? Totally. Like, because you never think that they're still relevant, but they're always relevant. Um, sort of. And that that's why when you, when you put on a song like Beverly Hills, it's like, oh yeah, for me, it takes me back to high school, you know? And, uh, just that that pulling it out of a you know you got it clipped up on your you know head the the thing that you flip down visor yep um you have it up on the visor you pull it you know, pull the cd out pop it in there it's good stuff that my chemical romance that's another uh cd binder for me yeah i feel like i'm i'm a little older than you it sounds like and I like I graduated high school in 03. So if you started high school in 06, yep. like we got a solid like almost 10 year gap. But yep. to me, the CD wallet bands are like are 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 the more kind of like alt sort of bands like because because a lot of these bands like Weezer and stuff like they came up in an era where everybody bought CDs and everyone like that was like what you did. Mm-hmm. So Weezer, it's like it's bands like Weezer, Green Day, Sublime, No Doubt. It's like those were the bands that like you just if you went in your friend's car, they just had that. Like, I don't think Sublime ever got played like not in a car. Like just feels like they just, you know, you do. It's not like you're going to be in your house listening to Sublime. Like that's depressing. Oh, man. Um, I'm really uh, looking forward to pomping on a Sublime CD when I get home. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Time to unwind, I don't, I, I don't care for Sublime at all. They're so overrated for me. But like I just a band. Yeah. You kind of put them on in a no, car I, or whatever. I, or it like pops up on your Pandora station. Yeah, and you're like, you're, okay, I'm not going to you know. skip this, but like, I don't, I'm not going to seek it out, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I will say too, before you get into your facts here, Zach, uh, if you want to, tr- if you want to treat yourself, um, mm-hmm. and this is something that, uh, this is a, tr- a fun trick I've learned. Like, so this song, obviously, the lyrical content, very basic. It, literally, anyone could just, you could even hear one line of the chorus and be like, okay, I think I understand what the song is about. Uh, but you can still go to the to the website genius.com um, and people will have deconstructed all of these lyrics line by line. And it's just like, well, that it doesn't like, for example, you can click on. Are you guys familiar with genius? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And that's that's where I get the lyrics from. But I don't delve into. The oh, my goodness. There. Like, OK, so, for example, you can yeah. click on the line. My automobile is a piece of crap. And then you click it and someone wrote. Rivers is talking about having a trash car. I don't know where they would get that. And you're like, I know you're like, oh, okay, like, cool. You have a bad car. And then it's like, my fashion sense is a little whack. You click it. And then it's like, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Rivers Cuomo, the epitome of swag. And then it's a picture of him from the Buddy Holly uh, video. That's actually a pretty good comment, actually. That, yeah, I... I can I can get behind that. And then it's uh, like, and then if you click on the chorus, it says Rivers isn't really talking about living in Beverly Hills itself, but more about living the Beverly Hills lifestyle. So, I, again, you know, I think they're really just assuming a lot. <laughs> you know? I know it's the. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are, are you looking at the Beverly Hills lyrics or the Beverly Hills Radio Disney edit lyrics? <laughs> There's a Radio Disney edit of this song? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, What part do they take out? My automobile isn't all that great. Oh, jeez. They take out my automobile is a piece of crap? Wow. Yep. That's astonishing. uh, Because it says crap in it. Come on. Fuck. 
That's wild. Uh, my friends are just as screwy as me was taken out. Oh, screwy. I just repeat, got nothing in my pocket. <laughs> That's great. This is, I mean, this is, this is great. Well, one of, one of the things I wanted to bring up, and Eric, I'm kind of encroaching on your territory here. Mm-hmm. But the most important thing <laughs> to come out of this is that this is the first Weezer song yep. mm-hmm. ever to be featured on Kids Bop. Oh, hell yeah. You know, you guys know the best song that was ever on Kids Bop uh, is... First shot. Well, that's really good, too. Um, I was going to say Float On by Modest Mouse. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> literally... We need to, okay, here we go. We need to do, like, a, one, a new metal Kids Bop. Yes, that would be sick. Uh, two, like, an alt-rock. Yeah. Like it's on Nirvana. It is so it smells like Teen Spirit. Fu- it is so funny to hear kids be like, "I backed my car into a cop car the other day." <laughs> it's like a six-year-old kids choir. Oh, kicks ass. This it's, I like unironically. Well, I guess technically ironic. My wife gets upset at me about this when I say unironically. When I mean ironically, but. <laughs> um, you know, you say it for the sake of the joke. Yeah. But uh, love Kids Bob. I think it's one of the greatest things of all time just because it is, one, the cringiest thing in the world. Uh, and I don't, I I use hyperbole a lot. I, I think that you've gathered this. But uh, this, oh boy, Kids Bob is terrible. But it's so great because, like, one, you're introducing kids to music they're probably not going to hear. Or that they are going to hear. But they, too, can be the star. Uh, two, the commercials, fantastic. Oh, like, the commercials so are great. incredible. It's, it, is, it, is a, it is truly a great boon to society. Um, and I just, I'm just really happy that it exists, you know. Um, specifically for Kids Bob Thrift Shop which is just mm, uh, beautiful. Uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, smells like my old gym cleats. Ew. But hey, it was 99 cents. It's like, don't even do it. Don't do thrift shop. What's wrong with you? Like, it's 90% swears. I, uh, that was really the only thing I wanted to talk about. So, Eric, who covered this song? <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, so actually, the thing I thought you were really going for with the first is the first time that Weird Al did any did any Weezer. Right, And yes. so that was featured in his uh, Pokerama from uh, uh, Straight Outta Linwood, where they, it was just the chorus mm-hmm. for the song, of course, because it, those are medleys, and every now and then he might do like a little bit of a, some verse or something in some of, in some of his vocals. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, besides that, uh, I mean, like you say, Kids Bop, there's also the Rockabye Babies and the Music Box Mania and the String Tribute. But, um, oh, another, and another parody is Apologetics' Heavenly Hill. Is that a Christian band? I, I doubt. I mean, it's, a, it's, 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 it's supposedly a parody. Um, it's, 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 a, it's like a, a 90s. Um, mm. Parody of Beverly right, Hills. Right. Apologetics. I'm looking this up. 
because oh my god this is totally a yeah it's a it's a christian totally version christian of the song band. you think it's okay where i come hmm. from okay. there's a tall flat flat place yeah. oh my it's god it's out on a hill where a ski slope's at my master went for a little walk with his friends there just to do a retreat this is this is way better songwriting than what rivers did. okay yeah so so okay <laughs> on the compilation i found uh a parody of stacy's mom is jc's mom no jesus Come christ mom <laughs> fuck off this is especially like this, that song is about I, wanting I to know. fuck your friend's mom yeah. and you're making it a song about <laughs> jesus <laughs> well and ironically uh well not ironically this might have been intentional but uh famously jesus's mom was a virgin uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But hey, she had it going on. That's G- JC's mom has got it going oh, on. Oh boy! Oh, the, cor- the chorus of Heavenly Hill is definitely the best. Uh, it's the chorus goes Heavenly Hill. That's where I want to be. John and Jimmy. John and Jimmy. And like, I, who's Jimmy in this context? I'm confused. I'm not. I must admit, I'm not much of a biblical guy, but I don't remember there being Jimmy the Apostle. Well, uh, I do have a religion minor. Oh, okay. So, so who's uh, Jimmy? Let me let me. So that be Jimmy, Jimmy James? like was, just the book of James, right? um, <laughs> Jimmy James. <laughs> honestly, probably James, but uh, Jimmy specifically. It's a uh, Jesus's childhood friend. Uh, he wore like big glasses. They were like Coke bottle lenses. <laughs> um, he got picked on a lot. His sandals got you know thrown up on a telephone wire on Jesus telephone wire. Um, you know. And uh, so the big story about Jimmy was that when they threw his uh, sandals up there, uh, Jesus climbed climbed the pole, uh, you know, and he fell in between the wires with his arms outstretched, uh, kind of as a uh, so so like if you look at the Bible as a work of literature, uh, that's what we call foreshadowing, and uh, you know. Jimmy was never the same after that, though. Let me tell you. God, and then it actually changes uh, the, up the changes it up. So it goes Heavenly Hill. That's where I want to be. John and Jimmy. John and Jimmy living on Heavenly Hill. Heavenly Hill. Moses, Elijah, uh, Jesus, and me living on Heavenly Hill. It, well, and then later, Mark and Luke nine, Matthew seventeen. Oh yeah. That's right. Mark and Luke Second 9. Peter first. Matthew 17. <laughs> Fuck. This sucks ass. I can't look at it anymore. I'm this made my day. Yeah. So much truly better. insane. Now, uh, that was a good find, Eric. Heavenly Hill. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, um man. the only other thing that I I I'd mention is because it was just it was the only other you know, the only like really kind of a straight cover it seems like is by Twin Atlantics or mm-hmm. Tw- Twin Atlantic. Um, came out in 2015 apparently. And I'm sure. My, oh my god! I mean, I did not even try to look. You know, on YouTube, oh, like for I sure. have in, in, throughout you know, most of Maladroit and some of the Green Album. You know, where I was getting into that. You know, because mm-hmm. hardly any of those songs were <laughs> being covered right. by anyone uh, on on record, at least. You know. Mm-hmm. There's got to be tons of people. Right. Uh, 
So I, I I remembered a few a few more facts I want to say about this about oh, yeah. this song. Uh, one, it's featured on the uh, second Bring It On movie, All or Nothing, which, I mean, we all knew that we just had to say mm. it. You know, we had to bring attention to it. Um, <laughs> the uh, so sometimes during and this is okay an actual fun fact uh, during concerts when they would play this song they would loop it with undone because it's kind of the same drum fill um so they'd be they do one verse of beverly hills and then one verse of undone and it just kind of goes back and forth um and it was during that that uh they had the amazing video of somebody who threw a frisbee and then pat just catches it and then throws it (laughs) back out to the crowd without missing a beat which says a lot about the content of the song um but also it was really rad um yeah it sucks because pat's such a good drummer and he's doing absolutely nothing in this song at all oh yeah yeah pat he he uh he's and he's just so much fun too like he's always my favorite part of the music videos is yeah uh, seems like a chill seems like a chill guy Yeah, I'd I'd hang out with Pat. I'd definitely. I wouldn't. I'm. I would not want to hang out with Rivers. I feel like that would be too much. I I will say. Like, uh, I've n- I've never hung out with Weezer, but <clears throat> uh, the the concert I was telling you about the Weezer Hootenanny tour, my uh, a band opened for them called Tokyo Police Club, um, and I uh, I went to elementary school with them in Ontario. So um, when they were out here. <clears throat> Uh, when they played Vancouver on that tour, they obviously like I was hanging out with them backstage and you don't really see Weezer because they, they actually had brought all their families on tour and stuff. So even the Tokyo guys are like, yeah, we pretty much like we've seen them a couple times and they like say hi, but we don't hang out with them or anything. And then so the when the set was was um, so when Tokyo played and I watched from the side of the stage and then when Weezer was playing, we like went out into the crowd and that was a weird tour, by the way, because the other band on the tour was Angels and Airwaves, um, Tom DeLonge's uh, <laughs> alien space side project. Nope. Um, but yeah, so when Weezer was playing, right. they, I, I went out into the crowd with, with the Tokyo Police Club guys to like watch the show from the floor. And so then they finished the song, and then they were like, they went off stage, or sorry, finished the last song, I should say, and then they came off stage, and so the boys were like, okay, like, we can go backstage now, and, but it was, like, before their encore, and so, like, yeah, I've been a fan of Weezer my entire life, and we walk, so we're, like, walking back to the, like, backstage area, and Weezer, all of them are just, like, standing side stage, just, like, waiting out the, like, encore thing before they go back out to play the encore, mm-hmm. and so it was, like, one of those very weird moments where I was, like, walking with the Tokyo guys, and I, like, didn't even really noticed that we were like walking by Weezer until like kind of the very last second when it was like, Oh shit, that's all like Weezer. And I just like looked up and me and Brian bell made eye contact. And then he was like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, Hey, and then they just like went back out on stage and it was a very strange moment in my life. That's the only like Weezer contact story I have, but it was just a very funny, like, yeah, we just played a whole show, but like who cares? Random guy walking backstage. Like, Hey, what's up, man? Oh, Hey, what's up, man? (laughs) Well, fun fact, Brian Bell was born in Iowa City. Oh. Which is in Iowa. So it's just his roots. That you must know, be it. Just polite. a nice guy. Just a polite a polite man. He's just a nice yeah. dude. That makes sense. But uh, we had Tony Thaxton from Motion City Soundtrack on the show. Oh, awesome. Um, uh, during Maladroit for Keep Fishing. And uh, 
Love that song. Said he toured with them. Uh, with oh, Weezer, sweet. And he said that it's pretty. He pretty much said the exact same thing you did. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, they it must be true. We got two sources. There you go. Yeah, no, they. It was funny because like I grew up with the Tokyo guys, and we were like, like when we were kids, the kind of like triple crown of albums was Green Day, Dookie, Weezer, Blue, No Doubt, Tragic Kingdom. That was kind of like the three albums that like all my friends loved, and we all listened to all the time. Um, and so yeah, so like the Tokyo guys were definitely like pretty pumped to like be on tour with Weezer, and it was like mm-hmm. definitely that was their first time doing an arena tour. And they were just fired up. Um, and then, yeah, they like Vancouver was one of the last stops on the tour. And they were just like, yeah, like we've exchanged like a few words with them. And like, that's it, basically. Like they pretty much, yeah, I guess they're because I guess their sound check is like super late in the day. So Tokyo would be sound checking at like three in the afternoon and Weezer wouldn't be sound checking until like six. So they would like never see them until then. And they just said like, yeah, like often on off days on tour you'd like hang out with the other bands and all the weezer guys just had their families and they just weren't interested or cared who was opening for them so but not not that they were rude or mean or anything they just right and that was another thing tony made sure to say was that you know he was they weren't rude about it they were just like they don't think about it they're like oh yeah well we should have hung out more you know during the tour and i can only imagine what that lifestyle would be like though you know like I'm sure they've got a thousand different things they're thinking of during that. Oh, but, totally. And I think yeah. too, like, isn't that kind of the goal of a band? Like if you can make it to a point where you can not only go on tour, but you can bring your whole family with you and that's like not a big deal. And you can like explore North America or Europe or wherever you go with your family. Like, of course you would do that. Like who mm-hmm. gives a shit about hanging out with like some band that's opening for you when you can bring your family and do it comfortably, you know? You'd think Rivers would be really interested because Tokyo was in the name. (laughs) That's a great point. (laughs) Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, So uh, just to kind of, you know, we're getting we're getting close here to 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 our ratings. But uh, this is the first we're in. I'm introducing a new segment. So uh, last season uh, I had the the fantastic segment that paid off so great. Rivers Cuomo was what it was called. So it was uh, taking a a just a normal phrase and attributing it to Rivers Cuomo. It was only because American Gigolo went ha 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 ha, and I wanted to attribute that to him. Anyway, it's it was a stupid joke. I admit it. I can freely admit that now. So I'm bringing in a new segment that is way better because there's actual content to it. So um, my wife, as fans of the show know is not a big Weezer fan, which it describes 90% of Weezer's audience. So uh, what I normally do is I listen to the song before we record. I listen to it on my phone, usually at the dinner table, you know, because we usually record right before, right after dinner. Uh, and I would ask her, okay, what do, you, what do you think of the song? And she'd give me a review. And I'm like, you know what, why don't I monetize this? Uh, why am I not capitalizing on this free content that my wife is giving me? So... Here we go. Uh, these are the uh, Joanna's one-sentence song reviews. Uh, for Beverly Hills, she said, I think I like this song because it doesn't sound like Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> so she just proved everything I said earlier as a fan of Weezer. When, when you started talking about that, I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot wait to say this at the end. <laughs> yeah, so your wife is a fucking vacationer. Joanne, yeah. Ugh. 
How God. dare you? Get out of here. How dare you? No. I love you. <laughs> I'm sure she's lovely. If you're listening to this, I'm if you're listening that, to this, Joanne, I think you're lovely. She's not listening to it. Don't worry. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, so I asked her, uh, because there's there's a song on the White Album she really likes, and I'm like, well, come come on the show and talk about it with us. You know, I, I want to get more women on the show, and, you know, I like this is the first Weezer song that you have blatantly said that you've enjoyed. So come on the show. And she looked me dead in the eye and said, I will never come on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I didn't know if I should have been hurt or, like, aroused, so it was kind of both. But um, it, it, it's just, and, and that says a lot about mine and my wife's relationship is that, uh, and this is the content you guys want is uh, me dissecting my, my love life. But, you know. That's why I came uh, on. It's, there, there's definitely a word in there that uh, we 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 talk about. Nope, I was gonna, I was making a came joke and it just didn't work. So cutting that out. Uh, sometimes you can sometimes you can just let things live, Zach. I, oh yeah, are you telling me that not everything has to be a joke? That's what, what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Sometimes you can I let do. things live, Zach. <sighs> Eric, let's talk about your love life. <laughs> Uh, Tell hmm. me about the best erection uh, you've ever short, had. Short discussion um, here. Okay, well, don't go all Scott Adams on him here, Zach. I just was curious about his... Uh, that was a that was an office reference, thank you very nice. much. Uh, but I did appreciate the Scott Adams there. Um, I understood that reference. Thank you. Um, but we are at the rating bit of our, of our podcast. So, John... Uh, we do a, a rating for every song that we talk about it from zero to ten. Mm-hmm. It is completely a personal ranking. Uh, we had somebody say uh, that they gave this song two pi. Oh, so so like a seven point you know, two eight, something like that. I just didn't want to look it up, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yes. So uh, tell me, what would you rate this song? Well. I have a feeling I know where well, you're going to land. Well, here's what I will say. I'm a big uh, I'm a big review guy. I like to read reviews. Speaking of like our love lives, like Becca, my girlfriend, she loves to give me shit cuz I one of my favorite things to do is like if we're watching a show, like I will log on to the AV club as soon as we're done watching it and like read the episode review of the show. I just like I've always been fascinated by criticism and I always enjoy reading reviews. Um, so Pitchfork uh, had one of my favorite reviews of Make Believe. Uh, they gave Make Believe a zero point four, um, and that's the that's the entire yes, album. We talked about that. Uh, on the oh, did you? Events. Okay, yeah, perfect. So, yep. great so they have review. a great yeah they have a great. There's like a good paragraph here that <clears throat> I think sums up my feelings in general. It says Weezer have been given a lot of breaks in their second era. Both the Green Album and Maladroit were cut miles of slack despite consisting of little more than slightly above average power pop. The obvious reason for this lenience has to do with the mean age of rock critics and the fact that most of these mid-20s scribes were at their absolute peak for bias-forming melodrama when the Blue Album and Pinkerton were released. Even for someone like me who came late to the Weezer Appreciation Club, it was impossible to hear these, quote, comeback albums without the echoes of the earlier alt-rock pillars ringing in our ears years and i think that that's kind of the exact same thing that that's kind of like exactly where i arrive at this album that's kind of exactly how i feel Mm -hmm. about it that um you know 
it just was it marked a turning point in Weezer they never won me back after that and because I agree so vehemently with that paragraph and just the overall sentiment of this Weezer review I too will be giving Beverly Hills a 0.4 I let me tell you I again said this is a season of firsts <laughs> and uh, this is our first lower than one ranking that we've had uh, congratulations John Cullen you have the lowest score for a Weezer yeah. song uh, thus I, far. I, I, what I will say um, is that I don't actually think it's like the song is it's probably like if you're looking at all of music the song is probably not a 0.4 it's probably like a 2 but if you're looking <clears throat> at Weezer and like the the path that I arrived to the song Beverly Hills when I first heard it I think 0.4 resonates so take that take that for what you Absolutely. will. Absolutely. Well, and, and and we have always said that this is a personal ranking, right? Like, and however you want to rank it, some people have gotten really mathematical about it, uh, which boggles my mind because who cares about Weezer that much? <laughs> uh, but uh, solid justification, uh, and you can change your your Twitter bio now. Say that you have the you hold the record for the lowest ranking of a I will. Song I'll take that to the, I'll take the, that to like the grave. What, what are some other songs that have gotten ones? Can you remember? Uh, sorry to, sorry to put you on the, on the spot here. Oh, no, no biggie. Uh, so Love Explosion, I gave a four. Okay. And that was on Maladroit. Uh, putting the emphasis there. Yeah, I hear, I uh, hear that. Knockdown Drag Out. Oh, yeah. Right. From, <laughs> uh, I gave that a 2.5. Okay. Eric is a lot more forgiving than okay. I Okay, I can see that in general. <laughs> uh, I gave a three to get you. Oh. Which, okay. I know, controversial. Oh, boy. Okay, well, if get you, if, if get you is a lower... three, then Beverly Hills is a minus 200. It is on the Kelvin. <laughs> we're, we're, we're measuring it in Kelvin if, uh, if get you oh. is a three. Here's, here's the thing, though. Uh, I was going. A lot of mine had to do with the lyrical content. I understand uh, because it did. It does sound a lot like a very abusive relationship. Yeah, yeah. I understand. And you know what? The worst thing about Beverly Hills is they say the word crap. So True. you know, fair point. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eric, uh, I know that you have the opposite opinion of John. So what? Uh, what are you? What are you going to go for? Uh. For Beverly Hills, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Wow. I, oh my god, I think you killed John. Uh, <laughs> I, what, what, what more can I say at this point? But, <laughs> but, I can't but believe my, John is so, fucking So John, dead. my previous lowest was 5.5. That's your lowest? Is 5.5? Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you. Yep. So you like you genuine. Do you genuinely really think like Weezer's released that many good songs, or is that just like Zach said, you're just kind of very forgiving and like for a song to get below a five for you, it has to be like a tragedy. Uh. Yeah. More the. Okay. More the latter. Gotcha. You're I just. A, you're just yeah. a nice guy, and you want everyone to feel good. Yeah. And remember, first half of Weezer is pretty good. Oh. 
Yeah, I'm, totally. I'm leaving a lot. And that's of room. probably smart, yeah. actually. Like that's pro- like I can come on here for one episode and be like, "Yeah, Beverly Hills is on the Kelvin scale. Fuck off or whatever." But you guys have to do. You guys have to do mm-hmm. all of these. So that's actually probably like not a bad call, because because yeah, because you're you're gonna run out of you're gonna run out of runway probably when you get to the like Hurley Ratitude era, of like if if you had mm-hmm. if you had a bunch of songs that were like twos, and then you got there, and then you and then you'd be like, oh shit. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe photograph wasn't a 2.5. Like, maybe it's actually a six. And I didn't know that at the time, but now I really do understand that. So I, you know what, Eric, you've, you've won me over here. I still don't think Beverly Hills is a 7.5, <laughs> but you, but your, your overall smarts and caring has won me over. Uh, well, <laughs> thank you. In case you're wondering, John, uh, photograph is yeah. actually a 6.75. On average nice us, I, yeah so. i mean photograph is a good song uh, i was just i was trying to think of like what's a song i remember from like green album that's not a single so or was right. photograph a single was it Which a late single thing. i don't remember anyway it doesn't matter what i think it was i think it might have been the Wasn't third single like i think it might have been hash pipe island yeah. in the sun and then photograph but like no one really remembers that photograph was a single off it uh, uh if you yes. want it yes it was you can oh, you have can find it. it, but you gotta wanna reach up there and grab it. I mean, it's catchy, you know. It is. Uh, so, in in true coward oh, fashion, uh, uh, I'm going to split the difference between yours and Eric's, and I'm going to give it a three point nine five, which is the exact center. Nice of uh, of of what we're what we're saying i kind of so, like that we all arrived um, to a different place like it probably makes the podcast more interesting than when everyone agrees it's bad or everyone agrees it's good mm-hmm. uh, yeah um a, a lot of times it, it, it's it's good if there if there's variance but also it's like i mean when you're talking about island in the sun you have to be excited about it oh and i know? am island in the sun would have got a r- nice score from me i'll say that well, you know what? Why don't we do that right I mean, now? I will. Look, I will review episodes. every song you guys have done so far. Uh, we'll give <laughs> it a right, score. Right. No, uh, so starting, <laughs> starting with starting my name with is my, Jonas. Well, my name is Jonas. Uh, is a ten. Uh, easy. That boom. One one down. So, perfect. Uh, so can we just say like the blue album is no, a ten? No, no, we can't. Everything. No one else. Um, uh, seven. Yeah, yeah. The world has turned and left me here. Nine point two. <laughs> Uh, Buddy Holly, 10. Sweater Song, 9.7. Um, Holiday, is, no, that's not 6. Surf Wax America, 8.5. Say It Ain't So, 10.7. Uh, it's my favorite song of all time. In in the Garage, 9.1. Holiday, 6.3. Uh, Only in Dreams, 9.9. Done. Boom. Okay. I, you just wanted to flex on us. That's what it was. I, not on. <laughs> All right, now do the bonus. Not on, not on you two. Okay. Uh, oh, Suzanne, eight point four. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what the other B sides are. That's the only one I got. I can only go one deep on that. I had the deluxe edition of Blue Album, but that's the only song I can remember. Well, and I had never heard any of the deluxe songs. I, I've kept that. I've kept it that way. Uh, so like as things come up i've only listened to like the main releases right so that'll uh, be like what you guys so will that. do at the end kind of right like if you still love doing the show and you get to the well, end of what was their last album the white album 
no no oh, no, no okay no. whatever yeah they, i can't keep track <laughs> got, like, okay well fuck whatever that. their last album oh. is i don't pay attention anymore uh, whatever their last album is that then well, you once you guys get to done that and you're like you know what we still love it then that's when you can go and do like deluxe edition of blue well what we do is we do a recap at the end of each season of just kind of our thoughts overall on the album and then we do the b-sides oh perfect okay smart kind of like just a one lump right kind okay. of thing that makes sense i like to think i know a few things about uh <laughs> you know being smart I couldn't think of a word there, so that kind of undermined my whole thing. Hey, John, where can we find you online? Hey, yeah, thank you. If you made it to the end of this, and I'm not the most hated guest of all time to you, um, I um, yeah, my name is John. I host another podcast. Uh, well, I host two other podcasts. One of them, my main podcast, is called Blocked Party. Uh, it's a fun uh, little show. We do it every week. It's myself and Stefan Heck, who you may recognize from Twitter, at uh, boring underscore as underscore Heck. A lot of people know him on there. We have a show where we invite a guest on every week to talk about a time that they were blocked on social media. Um, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. We've had some pretty big guests on the show. We've been pretty lucky to have some nice people say yes to us. So uh, it's a fun one. Uh, you can enjoy that. And yeah, if you're a music fan, well, if you're a music fan, you probably don't like new metal, but, uh, but if you're a music fan, uh, I also have a podcast, uh, that, uh, is similar in, in format to this one, kind of where we, we review a classic new metal album every month. So if you don't know what new metal is, think like corn, Limp Bizkit, Deftones, bands like that. Uh, it's myself and Brian Quinby from street fight radio. Um, and it's a lot of fun. So you, you can check out blocked party is at blocked party pod on Twitter. The POD cast is at the POD underscore cast. And we spell cast with a K like the band and corn um and if you want to follow me on twitter yeah Hell obviously yeah. <laughs> uh and if you want to follow me on twitter you can do so at cullen the comic uh two things i want to point out about your little plugs mm-hmm. there uh one you plugged steven stefan before you yeah he's... which says a lot about your relationship what does it um, say about our relationship that you two are like perfect for each other (laughs) that you that you you went on somebody else's show uh and plugged somebody who probably doesn't even like weezer it it's it's just it's a hot it's a hot move yeah stefan definitely doesn't like weezer that's for sure i can i can confirm that well stefan and i have been we've been doing some type of podcast together for five years now actually like just this month was our like five-year anniversary Mm -hmm. because we had another podcast before blocked party called real good show um and uh yeah so we've been working together for five years and we're you know we're pretty close and i don't have a problem uh saying that he is you know he's funnier and more popular than me so um, he's not as good looking or tall, but you know, you take, you take that, what you can that get. That is true. Uh, I mean, it, the thing is he's only a, you know, a celebrity quote unquote, because he's a pest. True. So true, but he's good at it. He's yeah. very good at it. He's a top tier pest. <laughs> uh, that, that is true. Uh, number two, yes. real quick. Uh, you, you said that if you're a music fan, you probably don't like new metal, but you got to remember this is a podcast. True. For so fans. they probably do so. like new, cause that was my progression. Like I went, <laughs> the Venn diagram is totally like, I went right so. from that kind of like that sort of alternative kind of like 
Weezer, Green Day, No Doubt, Smashing Pumpkins type thing. I went right from that to like Corn and Limp Bizkit. So probably a lot of people my age had like a similar progression. So yeah, you're right. There might be people mm-hmm. who are listening to this who do like new metal. And if that's the case, then the POD cast might be for you. Look at that. It's beautiful. Well, thank you. I'm like. a professional. Uh, <laughs> I'm Zach Frankingsmith. You can follow me on Twitter at the informal log. And I've been Eric Nash um, on Twitter at Lucky Mustard. And uh, check out my other shows, uh, Watch My Minute, which is complete. We even did the, uh, the HBO series. Um, and Almost Famous Minute currently ongoing. And both it and this show, Feels Like Weezer, are on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That's at PantheonPods.com. Wait, no, Pantheon, PantheonPodcast.com. Yes, at right? PantheonPods on Twitter. Uh, yeah, true. true. Lots of great music-related shows on there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, check those out as well. See, I can also plug other people. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Feels Like Weezer. Twitter, at Feels Like Weezer. Send me an email, Feels Like Weezer at gmail.com. Uh that's it right what else do we yeah. have that's good that's enough for for this thing. <laughs> are, are this, we this behemoth uh <laughs> like sisyphus i push my rock and it rolls back down when i'm trying to figure out what my plugs are um are we done we're done okay It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.